These people don't give shit. <laughs> <laughs> We're giving them the business, the business, the business. All the band is out on the field. He's going to go into the end zone. He's going to go Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. What's up, all you college football fans out there? We're back again, another week. Week seven picks and locks for all of you there at home. Justin's got his drink ready. Nice. I should have a drink ready, but I don't. I'm just going to take a drink. Well, David's got his drink ready, too. I'm Ricky oh, Rob. That's Jigga Jigga Justine, and he's Davey Dave. <laughs> I changed I can change your name if I want to. You, I mean, you guys have access. But you can do it too. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, welcome back. If you're watching live, hop in the chat and uh, we'll bounce some things off. We, ha- we had some new person in last week trying to ask about which rivalry to mess with his friend and stuff. We're like, I don't know, dude. Just just tell him roll tight and he'll hate you. Anyway, we'll move on. So we got to get a quick episode in because Davis is getting married next week. He's got a whole bunch of wedding things to take care of and I'm going to be there. So is, so is Justin. So I'm not sure how the podcast is going to go next week. We might take it a week off. We might might take a couple weeks off. Let Davis. Davis definitely having a week off the next week for his honeymoon or whatnot. Oh, dude, no, that's in November. So I think yeah. I think it's for another show. Then I'll be in Italy. Okay, there you go. Yeah, so definitely. I don't, I don't know. Well, maybe we'll get you to respond live from Italy and show us the show us the cathedral, not the cathedral, but the the Colosseum. The real car. Yeah, I'll be in a few different places. Or wherever I'm at, I'll try my best. There you go. We'll see. Oh, we'll see. I'll send something. I'll, I'll send like a "What's up, guys? I'm drunk off my ass." Literally. Yeah, send your locks. Send your locks from the Vatican. Get the Pope to give his locks too. That'd be fun. All righty. So let's go ahead and get into it. Last week, pretty good week for college football. Um, um. I was at a bachelor party in Orlando, so forgive me if, if this week I'm not up on my things, but uh, we tried to watch some of the games. I was dead. I was literally dead Saturday after golfing all day. I tried to watch games while we were golfing. It didn't really happen. The only game I really paid attention to was a Texas A&M-Alabama game, and I had to go back and look at replays of that one. So starting off, Friday, I did watch the Rutgers and Nebraska game. Very close game. Nebraska two wins in a row after firing their coach and their athletic director. What's going on there? I don't know. Um, I, mean, I mean, finally turning something around. Yeah. You see that their quarterback, Casey Thompson, chimed in a little bit with the whole uh, roughing the passer stuff involving Tom Brady and uh, Patrick Mahomes. Or not Patrick What did you say? Oh, he was like, man, we need to get some of these calls on the college football level. Something along no. those lines. But yeah, what, the calls? Yeah, rough in the past. Either way, like no, like Nebraska, Nebraska's playing a little bit better. I mean, don't know if it's because of their new coach. They definitely look bad. I mean, it really could only have gone up for them from there. So, yeah, glad they were able to get a couple of wins. I actually was able to go to that Tampa, that Tampa Bay and um, Atlanta game because uh, I was I was going to be on my way home, and then um, Colin said, "Hey, we got free tickets to the." Tampa Bay game if, if you're not on the road already I was like shoot I, I wanted to go see Tom Brady play before he retired and then so I was there for the moment um 
I guess the roughing the passer penalty got even more relaxed. Like they just throw it now. It's insane. And it's almost expected from the fans. There was one game I was watching. It was a college football game. Might have been a pro game. I think actually it was it was last night's game. And uh Patrick Mahomes got kind of slung down how Tua and Tom Brady did, but and the fans were half expecting a penalty. I don't like that. I like how how are you going to be able to tackle these? You're going to be able to like just touch them in ten years from now if, if things keep going how it's going. What are you doing, son? Okay, we gotta like. Okay, I already said I'd take a shot next time that that would happen. So you did, you did. Who knows? I think I have like an undefeated streak when it comes to having something play in the background. Yeah, no, you're definitely undefeated on that. But I, I don't know. Ever, I hope anyone who watches this podcast just knows that this is not a podcast in favor of pussy roughing the pastor calls. It's just, it's terrible. And the thing that happened to Tua was terrible. Like, go ahead and say that. Like, him getting the concussion and then coming back a week later, very bad. But that's kind of his own decision, too. He wanted to play. Well, the thing is, he's just, he's going to listen to the medical professional from that one, you know? And the whole thing was, he shouldn't have been in that game. That whole injury was avoidable. Yeah. No, definitely avoidable. Definitely avoidable, Justin. You're right. And the thing about it is, I feel like they now outlawed the kind of like motion, the throwing motion of like twirling someone down. And to me, it's like, that that's a way you can tackle it's not like perfect form tackling i don't know i don't want to i don't get too much into but also, it, but you do that in college football and now you have the potential of getting tossed out of the game yeah so, so i hate it. and it's not malicious or anything you're just kind of slinging the guy football is inherently a violent sport we've said it on this podcast before so things happen man you get hurt anywho so Nebraska and Rutgers surprised that Nebraska won. Those uh, Rutgers uniforms look nice, the black ones. So I like that with the with the night shielding on the on the logo and the number. Look pretty badass, honestly. All right, here we go. Um, Texas A&M at Alabama. The spread was twenty four minus twenty four for Alabama before the game, and ended up being twenty four to twenty. Alabama had a backup quarterback in um, Melrose. Or is it Melrose or Melrose? Melrose. He did not look fantastic. Uh, Didn't look good at all. But he's fast and he he got he did get open or like have that big long run that set him up for a score and then he did score a touchdown on that on that one drive. But if he's gonna be your backup guy going forward, if Bryce Young isn't in the game uh, next week, or if he's not in the game at some point. Alabama's going to lose some games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, go ahead, Justin. Yeah, this, this was uh, interesting watching Melroy. Uh, three turnovers in the first half. Did not protect the ball at all. Uh, you can tell that he was such a young player in the college mm-hmm. level. He'd run with the ball. Yeah, two fumbles, right? Yeah. Had, there were three fumbles total of the offense. I know he had two at least, and then he threw an interception as well. But the way he run around for and to get the ball throughout the line, you can't run through the zone. You can't run through the box with the ball just not tucked in anywhere. And we saw this happen multiple times. It was scary watching him run. He's fast, athletic as can be, which is expected coming from Alabama. But that was something I was just like, that's you can't do that under Nick Saban. 
whatsoever. So seeing that happen, I was kind of surprised. And now they're going to go into Tennessee. And we see Tennessee now, I'm like, whoa, this is a this is a program. This is a program who has a great quarterback. And if Bryce Young's not back this week, I don't know. This is going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I just want to say I love all my Alabama fans because they're hilarious to laugh at when Alabama struggles. You would think the world is melting down. You would think that their team was their JV team picked off another JV team's high school team. Like that, like, like Jalen Milrow, understandably, he's put into a pretty tough spot, but he's, he's playing at Alabama for a reason. He's a great athlete. He's out of a powerhouse high school, Katie High School, and he struggled, but he won the game. He struggled, but he won the game. It was just enough to move them past. And then, sure enough, I had at least two of my Alabama friends say he better hit the transfer portal. Like, goddamn, guys. Like, Alabama fans literally throw the white flag the second they even trip over their toes accidentally. Exactly. Relax. First off, I do think Bryce Young will be back next week. I know we'll get into that game. So freaking fired up for Tennessee. He was suited up. He was suited up on the sidelines. He was dressed. Exactly. That's why, and, and well, of course, it doesn't help that Nick Saban's like, I hope he'll be back. But I think he will be back. Realistically, the next game coming up is way too big. Alabama's going to be at their best going against Tennessee. But come on, Alabama. Like, you won the ball game. Just take it and move on. Yeah, I agree. All right, and we'll move on, too. Uh, Auburn at Georgia, just as we said on this podcast, that's going to be an absolute beatdown. Georgia wins 42-10. to 10. Ohio State uh, started off slow against Michigan State, but ended up doing pretty good. Also, in that Georgia game, Stetson Bennett had quite a long run for a touchdown. That looked really he good. He looked, he looked like he could get it, honestly. He looked pretty fast. He was he was literally the, the mailman there. He was delivering that one himself. Uh, Ohio State, like I said, took care of business, but they started off slow. Um, C.J. Stroud threw for 361 yards, and to me, I heard this uh, on on Barstool. I heard them say this on Barstool. I can't remember if it was um, uh, Brandon. I uh, forgot his last name. but Walker. Brandon Walker. I think he said he likes Ohio State at number one, and I agree with that. I like Ohio State at number one right now, too, going into the next week. And let me let me see if they if they are. Are they number one or is – No, they're number – they are number, number two. two. Yeah, they're, they're number two. Back up to number one. Yeah, look – they have been the most consistent team. I don't care if, if you say they're playing in the Big Ten and the SEC is playing in the SEC. This year is full of parity, and I think if you look at it consistently, Ohio State has been that team that does does it in and out every week. They're winning games that they should win, and when it comes to a big game, I guess we'll see this week. That might be the game of the week. Who knows? Um, so, yeah, I think, I think I have them at my number one spot this week, but we'll see. I do as well. I mean, here's the thing. They've won every game the way they're supposed to. Alabama did not beat A&M the way they were supposed to. Georgia didn't beat Missouri the way they were supposed to. Ohio State has that convincing wins over all the opponents. They're supposed to have convincing wins over. The 11-point Notre Dame win, that was questionable, of course. But, I mean, it was a top-five matchup at the time. You can't really hold it against them. An 11-point win... It's not a bad win, really. Yeah. And I, 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 I'm okay with Georgia at number one. Uh, Ohio State, for sure, number two. So I'm good with cool. It. 
Yeah. All right. And moving on to the other side of the Big Ten, we got Michigan. Um, Michigan at Indiana. Michigan, same story. They they were a little bit slow, but still took care of business. I don't really like them at four at this point. I think I think maybe definitely top ten team as far as like how they've played throughout the year and and stuff. But I could see them dropping out of the top ten here in the next few weeks as they play. Penn State, Ohio State, different did teams. Michigan, did Michigan slide out of the top four? I think Clemson moved yeah. in there. They're fifth. Clemson is fourth now. Clemson fourth now? Yeah. Yeah. And Clemson, you know what? I, I'm inclined. Yeah, go ahead, Davis. I was like, Clemson's been looking better. Michigan, but I mean, Michigan's looked consistent all year long. I mean, but then again, I'm still waiting for them to actually play a seriously good team. Right. We all, with them sliding out of the top four. We always know the Big Ten right now is always going to come down to Ohio State, Michigan. It's always going to come down to that. Uh, we're both teams are thriving. That's the way that happened last year. It's happened, I think it's probably happened three or three times in the past, at least in the Harbaugh era, mm-hmm. I can say. That's happened three times. It's been like a top six, top five matchup between the two teams. And whoever wins, like, usually went to the playoff. I um, would agree with you, but I think Penn State's being very, very sneaky right now. Everyone's looking at Ohio State and Michigan. Penn State could be both those teams. I don't disagree. Yeah. They could. But let's not forget, they've had wins that are questionable as well. Like week one versus Purdue, not the most convincing win. Auburn just a beat down for anybody to beat Northwestern by 10. That's very questionable. That, that, that is questionable, but I did tune into that game a little bit. The conditions were terrible. It was a rainy and cold day that day. That. But I'm not saying you can't score a lot of points those days, but the weather tends to affect how you play call and, and whatnot. Um, anyway, um, speaking of Clemson, they took care of business against Boston College. And speaking of teams who have been consistent, inconsistent, that sort of thing, Clemson was consistently questionable at first. And in the last few weeks, it seems to me like they're really coming into themselves. They're, they're actually calling the plays for DJ and, and getting him the calls he needs to be able to do what he does best, use his feet. And he's even making some throws that he wasn't making last year or earlier on the season. So Clemson, to me, getting better. So that number four spot is is pretty big. Yeah. It's a pretty big indictment on how Michigan is doing. And it's a pretty um, good sign of how Clemson's doing right now to me. I- I'm loving the uh, ACC period right now. I think yeah, that conference is like up until two weeks ago, that conference could go four different ways. Wake Forest, FSU, NC State, Clemson. And now we're getting more of an answer on who is who, who is who. Uh, we see that FSU, they're a good team this year, but they're not what they, they're not a Clemson and they're not a Wake Forest. And NC State, they're questionable still too right now. They're still a good team, but I think they're playing, they're playing pretty good, very good team. Syracuse has been all right. They're five and zero. Yeah. Now, if if they if they beat NC State this week with all the matchups that we have in the top twenty five, the three in the top fifteen, so if they beat NC State, that's going to be there's going to be a lot of teams that drop out of that AP top top fifteen. So we see Syracuse rank so high that we probably haven't seen them seen them rank so high not in my lifetime at least. And you know, Clemson always struggles with Syracuse, like. Not always, but Syracuse has gotten them a couple they years. Have. They have. 
It's very fun. That's very fun to think about. If if they both go undefeated and then Syracuse also has to play FSU and then everyone else on their side of the ACC still. So that's that's fun to think about too. All right, moving on. Uh, USC and Washington State. USC beat a good Washington State team 30-14. to 14. They start off a little bit slow. Washington State's a good team though. So it, it's not really a slow start to me. Yeah, I'm 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 still waiting for that USC upset. Um, I feel like they started off really really hot, and lately they've been competing and playing good enough to still win these ball games. Uh, you're not wrong that Wazoo is a pretty good program, but I am waiting for that opponent to come up. Well, Utah. Well, yeah, that's this week. That's this week. Yeah, that is, that is this week. But I always think the mindset is a little bit different when you go up against a team like that. And Utah, are they still ranked? Yeah, yeah, they're still ranked even with two they're losses. Yeah, they're still ranked even with two losses. Um, yeah. UCLA, by the way. Woo. But I am just waiting for that one loss to sneak up and bite them right in the ass. So we'll see. I mean, they have – so coming into the season, I, I was saying – their game to look out for was Utah Notre Dame. Now, it's, in my mind, it's more Utah UCLA. Notre Dame's not what they can be. Their season's being turned around pretty straight win since the Marshall loss, which got heard. But you see this Utah game coming up. They got popped in the mouth first. It's a really solid UCLA team who's now 11th in the country. Don't know the last time we saw them rank this high uh, under Chip Kelly. I think this is probably one. This is the best playoff season that we've seen him have so far. So this is going to be really exciting when we get down to the later weeks of November and we see what, what could happen. And I hate to stop the momentum. Rura Ray gets to that guy wearing the ATO shirt in the back. That's what I'm talking <laughs> about. Um, anyway, hey, hey. So I hate to stop the momentum here, but Dude. this was a shot game. Uh, Washington State and USC. I have Joey having to take a shot, and I have Davis having to take a shot. Um I believe I took USC here, and we go by the spread, too. I'm sorry, boys, but you had plus 13. It wasn't plus 13. I know. So, cheers. Salute. There you go. And just moving on to these games, and since we were already talking about UCLA, I'll go ahead and talk about that game. And and uh, this was an entertaining game to watch. Utah is a great football team. UCLA – on fire right now. DTR um, threw for near about 300 yards, 299 yards. And on the feet, he's so dangerous. So dangerous. I heard Brandon Walker say this too. He said, this is what Florida fans wanted Anthony Richardson to be. And you know what? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Anthony Richardson, I feel like he still has a long way to go. And it, it seems like DTR is playing at the top of his game right now. And this UCLA team is absolutely on fire. And, and it's perfect for Chip Kelly's team. I think that's one thing we're forgetting is that Chip Kelly was completely dominant at Oregon. He was a fun coach with a fun team. Unfortunately, Oregon just wasn't able to finish it off and win a championship. Well, then yeah. you have him at UCLA, and he's actually been there for a couple of years now. He's had the same quarterback for like four years. Like, like Thompson's been there for a long time, and he's getting to actually work with this team. He's also... Uh, they have their running back transfer, Sharp and Charbonnet, Charbonneau, out of Michigan. Like he's doing what he wants to do with the team, and we're seeing results. And you know what? Cam Rising, sorry, Cam Rising is 
a great quarter. Like, he is fast. He's good with the ball. He just had that one, I think maybe one fumble there that was game-changing in this game. That's very unfortunate, you know. But I like Cam Rising a lot. I'll take him all day on my team. But, but let's be real here. UCLA, they three straight ranked games at the base. Beat Washington versus what is arguably the statistically best quarterback in the country and Michael Penix Jr. You go beat Utah versus Cam Rising, who – had a very stacked team going into this season. And now they got to face Oregon and Bo Knicks next week. They're on a bye. They are they have a schedule. Like this is not an easy schedule for them. This is the first time we've seen the Pac twelve in a while have teams that can all compete. We're right. seeing Oregon compete, Utah yeah. compete, USC definitely competing. And that's gonna help USC a lot when it comes to their playoff case if they finish up the way they started. Okay, so Matt, UCLA can do the I was, I was sorry to uh, cut you off if I did, but uh, USC, UCLA, I mean, that's that's a rivalry at the end of the season, too. Imagine those teams being undefeated, one-loss teams. Like, that that could possibly have playoff implications. You never know. Here's, here's a question, though. So we've seen the difference in USC and UCLA in the crowd. This game's going to be in UCLA. When, if both teams are where they are now and still climbing, they should be in the top ten. By the time this game comes around and game day will go to Los Angeles, most likely. This game being in the Rose Bowl, do we do we think we'll actually have the crowd that it should have for a top 10 matchup? Or do we think it'll be another flop that we've seen UCLA have all year? I think it gets full just because it's both teams top 10. But you never know with these California people, man. They, they just don't care about football. It, it really does mean more here. And here, I mean... I mean Pensacola, Florida. I mean Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I mean Knoxville, Tennessee. The Southeast and like the South in general just care more about football. They fill up a stadium in Starkville, Mississippi, even if Mississippi State's 0-4, which they are most years. Brandon Walker. I scream. These big major cities, these metropolitan cities, they are not college football towns. They are not college football cities. They are not a Starkville. They are not an Auburn. They are not a Gainesville. They are not a Tuscaloosa. They are not a Columbus. They are not an Ann Arbor. They're none of that. The biggest one that I've seen have any sort of success is probably USC's Los Angeles, which is coming back to what it used to be back in 05, 06, and probably Austin, Texas. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. I mean, it's it's hard to get uh, the gluten free and like vegan foods at the concession stands. You know, these these people don't they they like those in LA. I heard, I just heard that. Um, all right, moving on. Oklahoma State beat Texas Tech forty one thirty one. Oklahoma State plays TCU this upcoming week, so we'll talk more about that. But Mike Gundy's team going strong, still undefeated. Um, we got a slew of undefeated teams that are coming up in the not big part of their schedule, but coming up against other big teams who maybe lost one game or still undefeated. So college football season still going strong, man. This is this has been one of the best seasons that I can remember. Yeah, the great okay. season, a lot of undefeated teams. I really, really, really hope that if there is a scenario, if it's not this year and the year's coming, uh, probably since they're going to be expanding the playoff field, that Mike Gundy has his team in a playoff. Mm-hmm. I mean, that guy has been – I mean, he's the I'm a man. He has lived up to the I'm a man, I'm 40, the phrase, for over 10 years now. Yeah, he's almost 70 now. That's insane. <laughs> he's he is that he's like 140 now. I'm 140 now. And we see a very veteran, who, veteran quarterback in Spencer Sanders who's had a lot of guys to work with 
throughout that offense, and now it's all coming down to him. And they played well. Uh, I was watching that Texas Tech game. My, my family was in town, and they were so bad that I was only watching the Texas Tech game. I was like, this is a good game. I was like, this is a great game we're watching right now. And it was it was up until the last three minutes of that game. It was a phenomenal game. And Texas Tech right now this year, they're a trap game. I don't care what the record is. They're a trap game. They're a good team. Yeah, very good team. I agree. All right. Tennessee took care of business against LSU. Jane Daniels threw for 300 yards. And all of a sudden, LSU fans are like, oh, I don't know about Brian Kelly. I don't know about any of this. Look, I think the O-line needs some help. Jaden Daniels doesn't have long to throw the ball at all. I will say um, – And Tennessee's defense is not like anything crazy. No, at all. Well, the thing is, like, like for a team that played – at LSU, LSU had won all their games after Florida State. Like they, and LSU had looked pretty good. I was actually nervous. I was nervous for uh, Tennessee going into LSU, but from the very get-go, literally from the very get-go, from the opening kickoff, they held it down. They played really well, and so uh, I think that ten- I think that really goes to show that Tennessee is a good team. LSU is just simply outmatched, uh, which put- and then they go to Florida and play at home- play at Florida in a night game. Mm-hmm. That'll be an interesting one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think that was a game where Tennessee was simply the better team and they just overpowered LSU. From the yeah. from the very get from the kickoff they overpowered. It started from the get go though. I mean LSU fumbled the opening drive, I think it was right and then Tennessee yeah, had a quick fumbled the opening kickoff. Opening kickoff, yeah. Yeah. And you know you watch that it's like okay, Tennessee automatic momentum swing and also, their fans traveled really well. Mm-hmm. And you brought up the O-line there. That won't be forever. We, let's be real. When you think of a school or a coach that made a lineman for the NFL, it's it's Brian Kelly in Notre Dame. That's going to change throughout his recruiting in LSU. This first year is going to be rough because you have you know, stamps from that are still lingering from Coach O's era. So that's not his fault completely yet. But it can still happen. You're, you're still recruiting throughout the SEC. Like, I think his talent's going to build. His own line will be what it used to be back in Notre Dame. I'm not worried about that yet. I'm really just disregarding the whole LSU Brian Kelly first season because yeah. it's a hard thing to come in and do and win here. Now, I go back to Oklahoma and Brent Venable. This is becoming more and more questionable the more and more we watch them. And he should Ooh. still be able to play what he has. <laughs> yeah. And since we're going there, how about Texas? Good God. Oh, what's going on? Quint Ewers oh. is that man. He is he was good. as Texas as Matthew McConaughey, as Texas as as big, as Texas yeah. as a nice 88-ounce ribeye, son. Well, Quint Ewers, when he was playing against Alabama before he got hurt, like he was doing the job. Like He was doing what Colt McCoy should have done in the national championship in 09. But he got hurt. Same exact situation, almost the same exact injury, but this time not as severe, thank God. Mm-hmm. And he came back against Oklahoma and completely dominated. And then, of course, Oklahoma, um, uh, being down a quarterback, had to go with um, – I forget the first guy, but the backup one was really who they were obsessing over, uh, General Booty. He's like – he's the third <laughs> quarterback. Yeah. I, they were fact, obsessing over that guy. But it, it didn't matter. They, they were shut out. Texas played amazing, and they have a good game coming up that I fully expect that they'll win. Yeah. General Booty. General Booty. um, I just saw this post on on Instagram. So this is the college football all-name team. 
for this year. Um, you got General Booty at quarterback. You got the coldest to ever do it, Crawford, at wide receiver. You got Jaeger Bull at tight end. Tiger Shanks, O-line. Shittacilla. Shittacilla at D-line. I didn't even know that was a guy. That's a guy. Um, cool. Cool. Hot Rod Fitner. Hot Rod Fitton at linebacker. I should have wrote that down. These are color coordinated, but there's a post. I'll have to. I saved it, so I'll have to send it to you guys. Um, Kool Aid McKinstry. He obviously paid, plays for Alabama. And then Major Burns. These are all crazy. Yeah. And then Cavassier Smoke for you didn't put Cavassier Smoke on there from Kentucky. Smoke. I love that. I love that. <laughs> that was the wrong sound. I meant to play Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> That was the wrong sound. I think I got rid of Kentucky. Yeah, I don't have it. Right now. You know, I'm looking at Texas though this year, and I'm thinking if Quinn came back a week earlier, they don't take a second loss. Do we have Texas in a playoff conversation? Because let's say they went out, let's say they do their job, they beat Kansas, they beat TCU, they beat everybody else, they beat Oklahoma State. Do you consider them a playoff team? Because, I mean, the two things they lost was they weren't at their best. They didn't have Quinn. But well, clearly, think, with, with Quinn, they are that team. They are a team. Yeah. They are a team, for sure. But I think that it's smart to let him rest for at least another game because he's supposed to come back next year. Like, he yeah. still has another year of eligibility. And Texas should be a pretty full team next year, minus Bijan Robinson. I think they expect that... I think they expect he's going to go to the draft. He's a I think he's a sophomore, a redshirt sophomore or something like that. But I think they expect he's going to go to the draft because he's projected to be a first round. Yeah. I think this could still be the year, though. I think this could still be the year. A two-loss Texas team, if they went out and then other things happen to where some other teams get at least one loss, I could see the people in the committee, in the playoff committee, going, hey – they lost that game because Quentin Ewers was out. They lost that game the week after for the same reason and putting them in a, at number four, number three, even. This this year's one of the more tougher yeah. years to do that. It's, it, I can feel it. This year's one of the more yeah. tougher years to do that. There's a lot um, of good teams. I see what you're saying. There's a lot of good it, teams. It's, it, you're going to have a lot of one-loss teams, I feel, if everyone plays the way they're playing now. Uh, the Big Ten, they could have a one or two one lost team and then an undefeated Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. That's what they could be. And then the Big 12 right now, they could have an undefeated TC or Oklahoma State. That's what I really think that's going to happen. It's going to take the whole season yeah. that, to figure it, it out. If USC and UCLA, they could be undefeated and one of them will have one loss. We're going to have a really, like this, this would be the perfect year for a 12 team playoff. It really would be. Yeah. Yeah. This would be. This would be. And, you know, maybe. Maybe looking back at it a few weeks ago when we said 12, 12 teams is too many, this would be the year where it might be a good idea. All right, we'll try and move on because we hit the 30-minute mark and we're not done with last week. And I want to get Davis off here uh, right at 8 o'clock. So we already talked about UCLA and Utah. Oregon took care of business against Arizona. Bo Nix is looking really good. He threw for 265 yards. Stop me if you want to talk about it. Big-time turnaround. That's all I have to say is good turnaround after that Georgia loss. Yep, Kentucky, 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 Kentucky. You guys dropped one to South Carolina at home. Um, Will Levis is hurt. Maybe that yeah. had something to do with it. Does. Not so bad of a quarterback now, is he? No, um, it, it's not. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I think I, I do think Kentucky will go zero and four in the month of October. They're already zero and two, oh. but I think I don't think they're going to win this month. I really don't. 
Tweet it out, dude. Tweet it out. Um, let the Kentucky fans know. All right. Florida State drops a close one to NC State. Um, Jordan Travis with a costly, costly interception there at the end. How did that happen? I don't get it. That was tough. I don't get it. I, I, I don't get it. How did that happen? He... I, maybe it was the wrong round. I'm trying to remember exactly what happened, but he overthrew he his guy. He didn't no. need to. They yeah, could have taken a field goal there. Yeah. Well, you you could have just kept – it was second down, so you could have just ran the ball again and then ran it again. You could have got plenty of time off. Throwing's unnecessary because it's only going to like, keep time on the clock. Like, if you're down that far, if you're in field goal range, you're trying to get rid of it and just put one up through the uprights. But you know what? It was uncharacteristic of him. And he knew it, too. On the sideline, he was saying, horrible, horrible. And I don't know if he was talking about himself. And he was, he knew he messed up, which I think that's what it was. Um, who who knows, though, for, for sure. But he's been making plays. And this one is not going to define his season. Um, I like to see him bounce back a little bit. I like FSU this year. But that was just an unfortunate turn of events there at the end. They would have had that game. They should have won that game. No, they should have. Yeah. Well, you didn't. Go Gators. All right. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Army <laughs> at Wake Forest. Wake Forest beat them 45-10. to 10. BYU, BYU loses to Notre Dame at Notre Dame. 28-20. to 20. I had BYU win this game. I can't. I can't give a confident bet for BYU anymore this year. No. I think I'm 0-2, 0-3, pulling for yeah. BYU. Uh, I was saying, my, mother, my mother-in-law went to the game, or my soon-to-be mother-in-law was at the game with, with their friends. She was rooting for BYU because her daughter went to school there. But uh, they, they were with some friends who are diehard Notre Dame fans, and I know this Notre Dame fan. I love him to death. He's also a Bucks fan, so we root for our teams with each other. So I'm happy that Notre Dame won. I, I, I'm riding with Notre Dame. Like, you know, I want them to do well for the rest of this year because not only does it will make Marshall look better, which, of course, I want Marshall to look the best they possibly can. So I want Notre Dame to climb back in the top 25. And I just I want to see Marcus Freeman actually have a successful sort of season in this first year because he was getting dogged after week two. Like, yeah. Like, it was, it was gruesome. Like, he, like, people were on him. Yeah, and I heard he's he's now confirmed as Catholic, so I think he's undefeated as a Catholic. I, I heard that somewhere. Can't cite it, it or funny. anything. It was yeah. Catholic with Mormon this week. It was Catholic right. with Right, and someone said they play every year. I don't think they play every year, no. but they're both in, they were both traditionally independent teams. Uh, BYU is now in the Mountain West, right? So oh, I thought I thought I thought BYU was transitioning to. Yeah, I think they're still independent. Oh, still they're okay. They're able to play like all the schools like Oregon and then also Baylor. That's why they're able to do all that. They do play a lot though. Like they they have played often. Historically, they're big programs. Like BYU used to be really big. Brigham Young, back in the day, people used to call them by the whole name Brigham Young University. They used to say. All right, TCU at Kansas. One of the bigger games this week. Very entertaining game. Kansas without their quarterback, but hey, Mr. Bean came in there and he did pretty damn good. I saw some highlights there. You can't ask for more. So I don't know if they're saying we uh, we lost this game because of quarter. I don't know, dude. Bean no, was good. Their backup quarterback actually did a phenomenal job for Kansas starting quarterback getting knocked out. Bean had playing time. Bean used Bean played last year too. 
But Max Duggan, that guy's a dog. Like, he yeah, let's so talk about the winners. I love him. No, he, he's, he's, they're, they're thinking he might be a Heisman sleeper. Yeah, I mean, I remember watching them because so TCU they were between quarterbacks coming into the year. I was watching them versus Colorado, and the other guy they had in there compared to Duggan, I was like, this Duggan guy, man, he is it. Uh, he he just he has an ability to do anything you you could want a quarterback to do, and he's done it. But that game was great. Vegas hit it perfectly. I know at one point the over under was sixty nine. It was a minus seven odds in favor of TCU. All of that hit exactly sixty nine minus seven TCU. That was wild to me. And what do they know that we don't? I have no clue. Yeah, and that was one of the final locks that I had. Um, I think it pushed. That was my only saving grace. So I'm gonna have to take a shot and i don't have any chasers so if i can't talk you guys kindly continue the show go over the whole handle of tito's this was brandon's and he gave it to me that's tough man see i i have the um oh god which one i'm going with the buffalo trace right now but i like to put ice in there and the ice when it melts i got it yep well sweet tea i just got off work and i had to get fitted for another tux because I'm in another wedding, and I came home and set up the show, so it's straight out of the bottle for me. It's typically how it goes. Fireball and sweet tea. Yes, yes. Fireball and sweet tea? It's like a cinnamon sweet tea. It's so good. So Milo's and Fireball. Like this, I mean, don't sleep on it, gentlemen. I know, like, y'all are both, like, you know, I'm 21, and y'all are... No, it actually sounds delicious. It sounds delicious. I just, I just don't like Fireball. I think if you're gonna drink the cinnamon whiskey, I think you go with the Jack Daniels. Um, um, and, uh, Robert, yeah. Robert can tell I you. Know. Um, Robert can tell you when we were in college and back in the uh, ATO days, I kind of overindulged a little bit on Fireball one night. So uh, my my days with Fireball are over. Me and Peter, that's how we became friends, man. Like we're sitting there at a party, at the Halloween party, and. I didn't have any alcohol. My buddy left his my beer at his house. And so he had like a whole like bottle of fireball. He handed it to me. It's a oh. chuck. And I just went nuts on it. And oh. yeah. You so guys I, are young, man. You're young. Yeah, you're not gonna be able to do that in about in about seven years. No. Yeah. Anyway, you ended up not we won't talk about fraternity stuff. You ended up not rushing though. Like I saw from the initiation pictures. Yeah, I mean, I got a car, I got a car wreck. My whole life got a little, little switched up there, Rob. So, uh, okay. I yeah, Justin, Justin was unfortunately thrown in an unfortunate situation. Yeah, that was a, mm-hmm. I was more just focused on getting life back on track. After that. the car wreck dropped. <laughs> yeah. no. I, I, it was the day of the, like the blue chip dinner. I'm just like, and I was like, yeah, I got I got hit in the head on collision. And I spoke. And I spoke to Justin. That I, I called Justin that night, and I was like, "Man, what the hell? Like, it was a, it was a good crash you were involved in." Fifty-five miles per hour. I got hit head on, man. Dang, son. Yeah, I'm just happy to be here, boys. I'm happy to be here. Talking yeah, football. Glad you're here. He powered through. He's here. Yeah, uh, we're gonna power through uh, here in a second. Kansas State um, barely beats Iowa State. I don't. I really can't talk about that. I didn't watch it, but ten to nine, not impressive by the Wildcats. You got a tough rival, Kansas, at the end of the year. You gotta, you gotta be. Um, they played Iowa, right? Or the I- Iowa State. Iowa, Iowa State. State. Okay. I thought Iowa. I would think they played Iowa because of the score, but no, Iowa State. I mean, Iowa State. They've had their defense has done well this year. All their games yeah. have been relatively very low scoring. Uh, the only game where they allowed more than ten points was Baylor. Other than that. They allowed 14 to Kansas, 10 to Kansas State. The other ones have been less than 10. 
Pretty good defense in the Big 12. Oh. There you go. All right. Mississippi State absolutely rolled Arkansas, and here's how bad they beat Arkansas. At the end of the game or in the press conference, Sam Pittman was like, I just wanted to make a bowl game this year. That's not what we started off the season saying about Arkansas, Sam Pittman. We thought Arkansas was going to go to the playoffs or beat Alabama this year. You've done Mississippi State beat them so bad <laughs> that he said, I'm just hoping for a 5-7 and seven season. You can't over for a six and six. That's season. bad. No, like you if, you're the, if you're the AD of Arkansas, you are not happy hearing that. Pittman, Pittman, what in the world? I didn't know this coach. You just told me that. You saw my my pure reaction right there. This team comes in with potential, and you're happy to make a bowl game? What the fuck? Yeah, no, you gotta no, reorganize. SEC West. That's what you're doing. Well, he's looking ahead, man. He's looking ahead. He's saying, all these teams are good. Mississippi State. The, the, the West is weak this year. I'm taking the top two teams in the East over the top two teams in the West right now. Yeah, I don't – I mean, at this point, I think Mississippi State has a possibility to beat Alabama. We're not okay. there yet. We're not there yet. But they do. But they, they do. do. If Will Rogers continues to play how he does, he threw for 400 yards against Arkansas. If he throws for 400 yards against Bama, who knows what could happen. All right. Coach, we know this. Davis and our, I last, our last team playing in the top 25 was Cincinnati. They ended up beating South Florida 28-24. Not really that impressed by that. Florida, my team, beat Missouri 24-17. I'm happy with the win. It was 24-10 late in the fourth. It got, it got, late, it got interesting at the end. Yeah, it got interesting at the end. Anthony Richardson, still not his best performance, but he managed the game well. He had some uh, glimmers of Anthony Richardson doing what he should do with his feet. So I like to see that. A win is a win here. A win yeah. is a win. Especially going yeah. into LSU at home, and I know that this team is going to take LSU seriously considering their history with LSU. Yep. I, yep. Think, I think we see a – Anthony Richardson is the definition of a when the lights are at their brightest – he is at his best. And I think we're going to see him at one of his best times this year versus LSU. Or I, at least I hope. And I'm looking here. Oh, um, North Carolina, Miami. I had a lock on that last week. I was wrong. I locked the over 27-24. It was a modest game. Tyler Van Dyke threw for near about 500 yards. So Miami kind of got there. I didn't really watch this game, but just looking at the stats after, I was like, huh, did not expect this game to go like that. So I'll have to go back and watch some of the film there. Um, Oregon State at Stanford, hell of a finish. It was almost a walk-off um, reception for a touchdown, but it was about 13 seconds left in the game. Oregon State was down in 27 to 21, and then a, an amazing catch and run after the catch uh, by their one of their wide receivers. So entertaining game there late at night. And now we move on to Week Seven picks and locks. <laughs> Yeah, that's when I can use that sound. <laughs> what is this one? Florida State Seminole Vesicles. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> <Forgot about laughs> He's, that. Labeled. He's just pressing buttons. <laughs> yeah. No, you're going to, when I get my Roadcaster Pro, I'm going to have a soundboard. You missed the days when we used to have a full soundboard, but I used to go crazy with the soundboard. Davis remembers. All right. Big game here, boys. Um, starting off. Oh, let me see. I can't start off that. That might be the game of the week. No, no, that's no. not the game of the week. So how so, are you not considering Alabama-Tennessee game of the week? I mean, it's true. It's a 
top 10 SEC matchup. There's no reason why it's not. And now in I Knoxville. in Knoxville in Nayland in Stadium. It's going to be great. <laughs> now I was thinking they could go to they could go to Ann Arbor because they haven't done a Big Ten game other than Ohio State Notre Dame. And also, they've already been to Knoxville once this year, which that was kind of a waste because they went there for Pitt, but that mm-hmm. was a really good week in football. Um, but if you, anytime that Alabama has, is in a top 10 matchup, game day's there. Game day is there. They never miss out on a top 10 matchup at Alabama. Every, so, look, we do this on the spot usually. Um, sometimes we pick the game of the week ahead of time. But yeah, Alabama, Tennessee, spoiler alert, that's going to be the game of the week. We'll pick that one last. But. You know, there's some contenders here. Penn State and Michigan was the first game on the schedule. There, That's an 11 a.m. kickoff from Ann Arbor. And that's the quietest you're going to hear 107,000 people stadium going to be at 11 a.m. I, I don't know. I feel like it's a top 10 matchup, but Ann Arbor, Michigan has has the potential just to be wow. a very quiet match. I think you're missing on that one, man. Ohio State and Michigan's usually played at the 11 o'clock slot, and they go nuts. They go nuts. Now, I wish this game wasn't was in Happy Valley and it was in Beaver Stadium because the whiteout game is always nuts. And I think Ohio State is the whiteout game this year. Yeah, in two weeks that would be the the whiteout game. I'm pretty no, it's sure. not. It's it's the it's the Minnesota game. They're not going to whiteout. Yeah, I, I don't know why. Versus the Buckeyes. Hate to, oh. I, you know, it's better uh-huh. you learn that now than yeah. It's going to be it's going to be Minnesota. I hate that. It is. It's a terrible decision. Terrible decision. But, uh, you know, I've never been there, so maybe I'm wrong, but I've heard Ann Arbor is just a very, very quiet place. But it should be rocking for this one. Top 10 matchup, Penn State at Michigan, um, 11 a.m., so kicking off the day right. And you know what? Michigan's favorite by minus 7. I'm going to take Penn State at plus 7, and I'm locking it. I'm going to go against you with a minus 7 Michigan. Hold on, I gotta flip my sheet. I've started just writing it down on the piece of paper that's always at my desk. I think that's the best policy. So, wait, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Just keep going. Oh, okay, cool. No, I know. Penn State, Michigan. I, I, I am not locking this game in, but um, it's gonna be a fun game. I think I have Michigan winning the ball game. It is at Michigan. Uh, but this is going to be their first true test of the year, I think. They've looked consistent. Uh, I'm looking forward to the test. I do think they're going to come away with the win. Yep. And yeah, I'll even good. put a shot on it. I'll put a shot on this game. Make it the shot game if you want to. I'm down. You're down? Because I wrote it down for Davis, too. So, there you go. It's a shot game. I'm going to put oh, no I'll see it's not fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a shot game. I mean, they call Michigan the bounce house, you know, and they got some pretty good stadium songs that they, they get bumping in there. Uh, I do want to go to a game at Michigan. Yeah, I want to go too. I want to go too. I'm, I'm sorry I made fun of Ann Arbor guys, but, you know, I definitely want to go to a game there. But, I, you know, for as big of a stadium as it is, it gets awful quiet, awful quiet there. All right, Auburn at Ole Miss. Um, I got Ole Miss here. No brainer, honestly. Auburn doing terrible. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm with you. I, in fact, I'm locking in. It's minus 15 uh, Ole Miss. I'm taking that. I, I know it's kind of a lot, but it's at Ole Miss. Auburn, they're they're down, man. Uh, Brian Harson, he's going to get fired. They lock that in. Ole Miss is going to take it. They're going to cover the spread. And it, uh, if Ole Miss covers the spread, 
I think Brian Harson is gone. Yeah, I'll take that. I mean, a three and four start. Uh, now Auburn is not usually one to fire their coach in the middle of the season because they like holding on to them for the Bama game, and if they could come out with a win, that usually saves their job. Saves their job. Ask us now, Ron. But Ole Miss should win this one for you. Gotcha. That's non. You're not locking that in, right? Yeah. No. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. Moving on. Um, didn't talk about UCF. They got a Thursday night game. Temple's coming to UCF. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, Temple, don't care. I hope Temple beats the shit out of them. Um, <laughs> Baylor at West Virginia. I think I think Baylor's got that one. Don't really have a great guess on it either. All right. And uh, we didn't mention this last week, but UTSA went won over Western Kentucky and Austin Reed, thirty-one to twenty-eight. Close ball game. Close ball yeah. game. That's an expected game. You know, Austin right now, he's being ranked a, a top three, Cooper five quarterback right now, behind like Grayson McCall, really. And UTSA, I've said it all year, they're, they're a great team. I know they're a conference USA, but they're the best one in there. Yeah, Austin, yeah. still playing great football, though. Top five yeah. in passing yards, top five in touchdowns. I, I mean, and he had a great game against UTSA. Um, and you know what? The guy that played before him last year started for the Patriots last week and played awesome. So maybe that could favor Austin and people they look at transfers that go into Western Kentucky and then go into the NFL. So you never know. Because if either one three starting quarterback, if Austin gets drafted, that would have been picked up and picked up in the NFL because Dowdy got picked up, Zachy got picked up. And for what looks like it, Austin should because his stats are outrageous. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. Go Argos. All right. Anyway. Um, Kansas at Oklahoma. Oklahoma's favorites minus nine. I'm gonna lock this one in. I got Kansas plus nine. I'm gonna pick yeah. you one plus nine. Both. Yep. 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 Triple. Triple it. Triple it. Wait, let me. I feel like I'm getting louder. With the, yeah, I got louder. There we go. Turn it down a little bit. Sorry for um, the listeners. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going in. I, I, I'm actually a little surprised they went with that because Kansas overall has been playing good football. Uh, maybe it's because their their starting quarterback got injured, but their the backup played pretty well, and it's at Oklahoma. So I'm thinking that's yeah. why they're bringing Oklahoma. But they're down bad right now. Give me Kansas. You know, yeah. last year they were competing. Like Oklahoma was like tied with them, and like Kansas announced on like all the radio stations, like, "Hey, just show up to the game. We'll let you in for free." Like that's what happened last year for this game, and I thought that was hilarious because like Kansas, is like, I don't, we don't care about your money. Like we could be a top five team right now. Come, come to the game. Yeah, that's that's what you need to do uh, as a program that is trying to get better, right? And which Kansas is still trying to do, but they're, this year they're they're a good team. They're ranked. They're number nineteen right now. Oklahoma's not ranked, and yeah. still Oklahoma at home minus nine perplexes me. I think Davis is right. Maybe it has something to do with Bean being the quarterback now. You look at the Big Twelve right now, and a lot of their games are being. Uh... You know, a lot of their ranked teams or their one-loss teams are being dropped down low in the rankings. So I'm kind of curious to see what the Associated Press really thinks about the Big 12 because they don't really give them much credit unless they're undefeated. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Um, don't really care about Minnesota, Illinois. Uh, I would pick Illinois if I have to. If I have to pick, I'm going skip to down, skip down some of these games. You got Miami at Virginia Tech. Um, old Big East rivalry. 
don't really care for that game. Not going to pick it. Not going to lock it. I would say Miami, but it could go either way. Um, Vanderbilt at Georgia. Georgia's going to stomp them. Skip that one. Uh, Oklahoma at TCU. Another candidate for game of the week. Both these teams are undefeated. TCU edged out Kansas last week. And they're minus four favorites over Mike Gundy and the Cowboys. Both teams 5-0, 2-0 in the conference. Man, I don't know. I cannot lock this one. I'm going to go with TCU just because I can feel it in my heart. But it could go either way for me. This one's going to be a fun one. This one's going to be a fun one, I think. I think Oklahoma State is going to win the game. I I think they're going to barely cover. That over and under is interesting, but I would take the under. I, I think that there's going to be just enough defense to prevent the over from happening. Uh, I'm almost giving an honorable mention that the under will hit. But that's an honorable mention. Interesting. Both are over missed last week, by the way. I don't know why you're so confident in this over-under thing. Didn't work for me last week. I tried it out once. I never do over-unders. Yeah. I, I never like care to do that because I'm just like, let's go out there and play good football. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but TCU, they had a breakout receiver last week, Quentin Johnson. 14 catches, 206 yards and a touchdown. 14 catches. All right, that's none. <laughs> just the fact that he's given that many targets, but he's also catching that many balls. That's ridiculous. I think TCU should win this game. I'm not going to lock it because it could go either way. All right, big one here. Um, NC State at Syracuse. NC State with one loss on the season. And the Syracuse Orange undefeated. Um, this is a big one for the ACC, particularly the uh, Atlantic Division. And I'm going to go out of limb, and I'm going to pick uh, Syracuse to win this game. I It looks like their favorite. It looks like their favorite by yeah. three and a half. Yeah. I would still consider it, consider it an upset if they won, though. Um, I guess it's not, but I got Syracuse winning. I have NC State uh, plus 3.5, so lock me in for that. All but right, good luck. The only thing I love about Syracuse is Sean Tucker. I, you all have heard me say it many a times. He's a great running back, but I think NC State should have a good game. They're going to bounce back this week for sure. Plus three and a half. Yeah, I, I, I like Syracuse in this game. It's at the Dome. It's at the Carrier Dome, which ironically enough is named after an air conditioning company. And there's no air conditioning inside the stadium. I don't know how that worked out. However, give me Syracuse. I, I, I already have saved my lock for something else. And I think you guys already know what it's for. Yeah, and it, you got minus five minutes to go. Should we hit the super speed on you? Let's hit it. Yes. All right. <laughs> All right. It's going to be the fastest minute here. Um, we're just going to throw – I'm going to name the game and you throw the picks out. All right. So, Arkansas-BYU. I'm going to take BYU over Arkansas. It's at it's at BYU. Um, yeah, give me BYU. Um, the home game for BYU, that is a tough place to play. Yeah, gotcha. give me BYU as well. All right. Moving forward. LSU at Florida. It's a night game in the Swamp. Florida wants some revenge the last two years, going back to the shoe game and Marco Wilson, and then last year when Anthony Richardson got in the game and almost came back and won. I got Florida winning this game. Um, I hate LSU. Hate them. One of our biggest rivals. LSU's down right now. They need a win. And if Florida loses this game, then we got to hear shit from FSU because that's the only common team we've played so far up until we play them. So I really hope Florida wins. 
know, give me Florida. In fact, I actually feel really confident about this one. I, I did not feel that confident about Missouri, but I do feel confident about this one. Give me Florida. We're only minus two and a half favorites. Florida. Yeah, Florida. All right, good. Three for three. All right. Clemson at Florida State. Florida State coming off that very disappointing loss. Clemson looking really good. Clemson is only minus three and a half favorites in this ball game. I'm gonna take Clemson. Um, and I am. I'm. Let's see. Shit. I'm gonna lock it in. I'm gonna lock this one in. No, give me Florida State upset. Florida State upset. They're, I think they're going to win this ball game. I think they're going to win this ball game. <coughs> I always love saving my last lock for the, the game of the week, but Florida State upset. Give it to me. Uh, That's a lock? Yeah, give it to me as a lock. Uh, I don't know if that Buffalo Trace is hitting you like that or not, but I don't have I don't have it that like that. Uh, I, do I think it's gonna be a fun game? Yeah, I think Doke's gonna be going nuts for sure. But still, Clemson they, they look like they are finding the stride week after week. So give me Clemson. I think they're gonna cover, but it's not gonna be my final lock. Gotcha. All right, Mississippi State Bulldogs, the Fighting Brandon Walkers, go to Kentucky. And play Kentucky after a rough loss to South Carolina. Mississippi State's favorite, minus six and a half. I got Mississippi State winning this game and the Bulldogs beating the Wildcats. Me too. Same. Same. All right. Moving on to the next game. USC going to Utah. This is sure to be wow. a barn burner. Um, I got Utah. Yeah. Uh, I have USC. Give me the under also. Interesting. I am going USC because I want the UCLA USC hype to live. So I want I want to keep it. So you know what? Uh, I'm, I'm with Justin too. Actually, I'm with you too. But I just don't see a, I don't see how Utah being as good of a team as they are going four and three. But you know what? They did lose to Florida, and I'm not sold on Florida. So that was week one. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to keep talking about it because we got to get. It's all weird right now. They're good, but they're just like not it. Yeah, yeah. I'll go with USC. I'll go with USC too. Because honestly, the Utah Utah pick is more of me wanting Utah to win, and not off of what I've seen. What I've seen leads me to pick USC. All right, just making sure there's none other ones I want to cover. Um, this would be a big one if it was basketball in North Carolina at Duke. Big basketball rivalry. Uh, give me Duke. Duke's playing good ball. Give me heels. Give me North Carolina. There you go. All right, that brings us to the game of the week. We got two minutes, so I'm going to let Davis riff on this first one. Tennessee at Alabama. Prime time, CBS, 230. Oh, man, I can't tell you enough how fired up I am about this game. I I, I mean, Florida and LSU are playing. Um, thank God it's after this game, because otherwise I would probably have to take this game over that one. Uh, Tennessee, I think they're going to win this ball game. I think that they're fired up. I think their fans are fired up. As, as a guy who has been to Tennessee twice and seen a game played there, these fans love their team win or lose. But they are a good team right now. And it's clearly obvious with Hidden Hooker leading the way. He's probably going to be a Heisman candidate. But obviously, Alabama is going to bring it to him. And, and also, I think Bryce Young will be back. So, at Alabama, seven and a half. I mean, I have Tennessee winning, so obviously I think that they are going to cover. It's going to be a very close game, hotly contested. 
That stadium is going to be the place to be. There's a reason why game day is there. Give me Tennessee, and I cannot wait to see what that party's going to look like when they win. Um, for this one, I'm going to can – I, can I make like a if this, if that lock? I'm, yeah. just, I'm going to say if, if Bryce Young starts, give me seven and a half Alabama. If not, definitely lock me in for Tennessee plus seven and a half. I think I, you I think, used your lock. Yeah, you got your three locks already used, but we'll honorary lock. We'll we'll give you a. Lock. I got you for. I got you for Michigan, Kansas, and NC State. Huh? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'll, I'll let us all. I'll let us all four lock it. We can all four lock it this week. We'll give Joey a fourth lock too, because I, I would love to lock this game as well. Yeah. We can do it. I'll do all it. Right. Davis, here's your lock. There you go. I'll give it to you. If you wanted Let's it, go. there you go. We make decisions like that. I'm going to lock in Tennessee too, uh, to cover my, uh, plus seven and a half. Um, if Bryce young plays definitely looking bad for Tennessee, looking not as good for Tennessee, but, um, I think Tennessee blows them out of the water. If Melrose starts, I don't yeah. know. I, just no, I agree. I agree. I agree. All righty. And we covered this one in under an hour. Davis, you got to take care of some wedding stuff, brother. You're getting married in a week. I was there. I was there. So we'll be in San Diego next week, and that'll be fun. So Hell yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you would, like and share this video. Like and share the Higher Frequency Podcast Network and the Swampcast Network. And um, post all of our stuff. Some major upgrades coming. Well, not major, but I got some webcams for these fools so they can have good audio and video. So we're going to have a good podcast. We're growing it. Everyone have a good time. Looking forward to a weekend of good college football. Adios. San Diego. Yeah.